Hey there, this is Randy Ham, Vernon First Baptist Church. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. This week we had our Christmas pageant with the kids, which was absolutely awesome. And you'll hear me chat about that as we start this shorter sermon because of that. And it's a sermon about love. Oh, we got kids out in the preschool outside too. Cheers. commotion out here did you guys hear some singing I, I, I was I had to go to the bathroom I missed it was it good oh well, the pageant wasn't it I missed the pageant that was on my Christmas wish list oh, shucks. next year there's always next year absolutely well I hope that you absolutely enjoyed that yeah, I did too. It was great. A lot of fun. Well, of course, we've been talking about our Christmas wish list, and maybe the pageant is on yours, and you've had that. Well, Christmas sure isn't over. We've talked about hope. We've talked about uh, peace. And this week we're talking about love. And God's love is such that we are all in. No one's out. It's an offer to all, God's love. Now, I wanted to tell you just one little story. I know we've had the pageant, but you know, I, I felt like, well, maybe I could follow it up with just a little something here. It was my parents' 25th wedding anniversary. There we all are, my family. Look at, look at me. I'm the baby of the family. Still look a little bit like a baby there, don't I? How could you not love that chubby cheeks? <laughs> Well, believe it or not, we all had a chance to speak at my parents' 25th anniversary. And uh, they look beautiful, don't they? They look great. Let's see if we can see them again. Yeah, there they are. Don't have a close-up of them, but they're gorgeous. And we all, uh, all of us kids had a chance to speak, and maybe it's just because how I look, but I wasn't excited to speak very much. But I got up. I know, hard to believe, me not willing to get up and speak. But I did get up and I did say my small portion of what I wanted to, to say. And at the end, it just sort of came out of me. And I said, well, Mom and Dad, I really love you. And I hope that you love me too. I, don't, I, I hadn't written that down to say. That's not something you'd say at your parents' anniversary. <laughs> but for, uh, for some reason, I felt like I had to, that just came out of me. And I think at that point in my life, maybe it was those chubby cheeks, I don't know. Maybe it was the busyness of mom and dad's life with four other older kids, all growing up, becoming adults. Once they become adults, there's no work, right? Oh, exactly. So... And whatever it was, I was beginning to doubt a little bit of my parents' love for me. And that just came out of me in that little speech. Now, one Christmas, I might have been right around then, and there was something special that happened that I want to tell you about that we were sharing at the men's breakfast. But uh, we, 
maybe because of I said that, I don't know, but there seemed to be a bit of a turn for me after I shared that. Right away, mom came to me and said, you said something in your speech, and I just wanted to clarify that with you. You do know that we love you, don't you? I said, well, yes, but I think there was a bit of a turn where they were maybe a little more intentional about showing that love, about speaking that love. It might have been that German heritage that you just didn't say it very much, right? And maybe I needed it a little more, I don't know. But they definitely showed me love. They showed me love. And one Christmas in particular, they knew, and I was sharing this with the men at our men's breakfast when we were supposed to share about a gift that we received. And they, they asked, well, what, you know, what gift did you have? And I remembered right back, right away, to a scavenger hunt. There was just an envelope under the tree for me that Christmas. And in that envelope was a clue that sent me to another clue that sent me to another clue that sent me outside into the snow, back to the garage. And behind the door of the garage was a hockey stick. I found a picture of one just like it, that red titan with a little bow on it. And I know compared to gifts that kids get nowadays, that's not a big deal, but that was a big gift for me. That was something super special. And I was really excited. Now, I didn't play that much hockey. And even with that stick, I didn't go and become a hockey star. You know that. I'm here. But, um, but I didn't play a lot. I played a little bit of shinny. But mainly, the main place that I played hockey was out on the street in front of our house. Now, maybe it was those chubby cheeks, but I didn't play with a lot of kids on the block. My one buddy, he was a really, really good hockey player, and he would come down sometimes. But mainly, it was me and my dad. Me and my dad out on the street playing some street hockey. And that was it. And so that gift of that stick wasn't so much a gift of a hockey stick, but a gift of that time with my dad. He was a principal and a teacher at an elementary school, pouring his heart out for a couple hundred kids all day. He'd come home, fall asleep on the couch reading the newspaper. And after supper, what would he do? He would get, probably the last thing he wanted to do was put his snow boots on and get outside and play some road hockey with his little rug rat. It would probably hit him in the shins more times than he wanted. And then I scored goals. But he got out there risking slipping on that icy road all for me. What motivated him? What motivated him to get out there risking breaking a hip on that street? You got to remember, it, I, was the, I was the fifth child. Mom had me when she was 44, so they're a little older. So he, he'd still get out there. What motivated him to get down on his hands and knees playing horsey with me? That's me and my brother playing on my dad's back. A lot of times, we weren't outside playing street hockey. We were on the carpet, and I was playing horsey on his back. Or he'd get onto his back. He'd get onto his back and put his feet up in the air and lift me up, and we'd do a airplane ride. Yeah. What was his motivation for these events? It was love. 
It was love. And though at times I doubted, times I doubted their love for me, it was evident and it kept pouring through. If at all you ever doubt God's love for you, this is a season to be reminded of it. Where Jesus comes as a helpless babe, born in a stable, laid in a manger, into our mess. All for us. Just like my dad would get down on his hands and knees, just like he'd get out there slipping on that and falling in the snow. Jesus came down because of his love for us. The, the disciple, John, writes this. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and that he in us. He has given us his spirit. Now that's John, Jesus' disciple. He writes about himself as the one that Jesus loved. Not that he was the only one that Jesus loved, but because he knew God's love so deeply. And he knew that he was loved. He had no doubt that Jesus loved him. And a time like Christmas is when we might need to be reminded of that. You know your struggles. You know where you're at. But then John doesn't stop there, just that he is loved. God first loved us, that we should love each other. And then as Jesus sent us out. He sent them out, he sends us out to love the whole world with his heart and his love for them. That's Jesus' call to us this Christmas. When we think of the, the manger scene, it's hallowed. We're going to sing about that in a, in a moment. But that is a scene of Emmanuel of God with us because of God's great love for us, coming down into the mess. And then Jesus then in turn says, all right, now it's your turn. You are my hands, you are my feet. Are you willing to go out into the mess of your world to share my love that I love you with? I want to see my love made complete in you. And our love, God's love, isn't made complete until we are tested in it. Until we are put in a stable when there's no room for us to be comfortable anymore. And I want you just to think about that for a moment. Where are you uncomfortable? Maybe it's with a relationship. Your neighbor or your family members. And we can be tempted to respond defensively. We can be tempted to respond protectively. And yes, there's time for certain boundaries for sure. But are we also made motivated by this image 
of Emmanuel, knowing that God is with us and that Jesus is calling us to love whoever we're struggling with, whatever situation we're struggling with, we have the opportunity to live out God's love in that space. And that'll be a challenge to us. No doubt about it. So just like that time when my parents had to hear, you know, I sure love you, which I'm sure I didn't tell them very much either and probably did not show gratitude to them. And I hope you love me too. We don't have to have a wish that God's love us, that God loves us. We can have a sure hope, a sure knowledge because of Christmas. And then we can turn that around and say, Lord, help us to have your name hallowed. And that means his name holy. That means to have God's name spread throughout this earth and people go, wow. And God has chosen us to do that, his church. And sometimes we can ask the question, are we doing that very well? And sometimes the answer to that is no. So may this Christmas not just be about us seeking to find those times of joy for us and feeling loved ourselves, but recognizing how loved we are and that we in turn can spread that love to others, that, that hallowed manger bed, that his name would then become from there hallowed throughout this whole earth because of his love for us. Let's pray together, and then we're going to sing our final song. Jesus, I thank you so much for our kids, for how you blessed us with them, and their willingness to get up here and sing. And, and yet, God, I pray through it all, that more than anything, they would have that message that they sang, that all are in, there's no one out. And Lord, at times, we are tempted. We're tempted to wonder, can we include all? Does your love really go to all? At times, we're tempted to keep others out for our own sake, for our own comfort. But Lord, I pray this Christmas that we'd learn more of what it means to love like you. To love like you that this whole world would know that your love is available to them and that they could see it through us. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Uh, please remain standing for a closing blessing and benediction. Feel free to open your hands as a symbol of receiving what God has for you from today. Maybe it's something, just the joy of the kids. Maybe it's something much deeper. As you go from the service, go in the knowledge that God is with you. God is for you. That Jesus truly loves you and came to be in your mess and empowers you to be in the mess of others, loving them with the love of God. So go in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Go in peace. You're welcome to be back with us tonight right here at 6.30 for an incredible Christmas program and some dessert. When you see the kids, please thank them and congratulate them on a great job. Well done. Thank you.